The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. That Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. Listen to this, beloved. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. But the Bible doesn't say that Noah was excellent. Neither does it say Noah had an excellent spirit. Noah may have been a just man. Noah may have been perfect in his generations. Noah may have walked with God. But Noah fell short of excellence. When you get to Genesis chapter 9 after the flood. You see the Bible says there beginning around verse 20. That Noah began to be a husbandman. In other words, he began to be a farmer. And he planted a vineyard. And Noah drank up the wine and he got drunk. And he didn't just get drunk. He got drunk and he was uncovered in his tent. What is the word saying there? Noah got drunk and naked. It's one thing to drink. Another thing to get drunk. But it's even worse when you get drunk. So drunk, you take your clothes off. How many hear what I'm saying? This was Noah. He got drunk and naked, but yet he was a just man. Perfect in his generations. He walked with God, but Noah did not have excellence. He didn't have a spirit of excellence with the way he made some decisions. And just because you're a husband man, just because it's your vineyard, doesn't mean it's right before God. Doesn't mean it's an excellent thing to get drunk. Drink up the wine, get drunk, and to get naked. Then I went on and I looked at Job. Job, in Job chapter 1, the Bible says Job was a perfect and upright man who feared God and he shunned all evil. But yet the Bible does not say Job was an excellent man. The Bible doesn't say that Job had a spirit of excellence. I'm talking about being on the path of perfection. And we need excellence to keep us on the path. Job was on the path. But Job wasn't excellent. Job was riddled with fear. Job was a worry wart. If you look at Job chapter 1 very carefully, when Satan came against Job, Satan destroyed Job's Health, he's destroyed Job's wealth. Then he destroyed his family. Job had seven sons and three daughters. Seven sons and three daughters. But the Bible says there in chapter one that Job would rise up early every morning and he would offer burnt sacrifices unto the Lord because Job said within himself, perhaps my sons have sinned. Perhaps my son Sons have cursed God in their hearts. So Job was a parent who worried about his children. He worried about the salvation of his children. So he always offered up burnt sacrifices as a backup. 
in cases kids that sin, in cases kids that curse God in their hearts. Then after the enemy came against Job to destroy his family, then when you get to Job chapter twenty, chapter three, look at verse twenty-five. Job said these words to himself: "The thing that I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I dread." That which I was afraid of, it's coming to me. Now that's another message. You have what you say and what you believe you will attract. Job lived in the fear that something bad would happen to his children and something did bad happen to his children. This perfect and upright man, he lacked excellence when it came to walking in faith. Yet he was a great man. So this is not to take anything from Noah. Not to take anything from Job. But the point I'm making, you ought not to conflate excellence with perfection and perfection with excellence. But on the other hand, look at Daniel. Glory to God. Even when you look at Daniel, the Bible says there in Daniel chapter 6, that Daniel was preferred above all the presidents and all the princes because in him was found an excellent spirit. Hear me, church. In Daniel was found an excellent spirit so that the king thought to set him over the whole realm, over the whole kingdom of Babylon. This is how excellent Daniel was. Why was Daniel excellent? He was excellent because in the way he lived. He was excellent because in the way he approached his work in the kingdom of Babylon. He had an excellent spirit. But the Bible doesn't say that Daniel had perfection. Look at that. Look at that. Here Noah and Job, they had perfection but not excellence. But here Daniel had excellence but not perfection. So we can't afford to continue to conflate the two. Because oftentimes we do that just an excuse. When we accuse somebody of being a perfectionist, we, we really accusing ourselves of not being excellent enough. We need to be excellent and stop pointing our finger to other folk who, try, who is excellent and we want to call it perfection. Not so, beloved. They, uh, perhaps they realize that their excellence will keep them on the path of perfection. And one thing about the path of perfection, you got to stay on this path, but sometimes you never get there. You never get there, but you're so much better off to remain on the path and keep striving for perfection. Glory to God. Glory to God. What is, what is a spirit of excellence? What is the spirit of excellence? You know, that's lacking in the church. That is so lacking in the church. It never ceases to amaze me how believers are so half-hearted when it comes to the things of God. So half-hearted when it comes to the things in the house of God. So half-hearted in how you live your own life. So half-hearted. It never seems to amaze me. I believe if you're going to be a believer, a Christian, be the best Christian you can be. When we were sinners, we were good at it. We were excellent sinners. And some maybe, maybe there's a few that was like me. I was a religious sinner. I was a religious sinner, which is even worse in some cases. But if you're going to be a sinner, be a good sinner. If you're going to be a believer, be an excellent believer. 
Be excellent when you stand and resist the devil. Be excellent when you face your tests and your trials. Be excellent when you walk by faith. Be excellent when you serve in the house of the Lord. Be excellent. Be excellent. What is the spirit of excellence? What is the spirit of excellence? Colossians chapter 3 tells us, and whatever you do, do it heartily, heartily. In other words, do it with all your heart. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. See, that's the problem in this church. Too many people are motivated by eye service. I'll do this. I'll volunteer to do the other. I'll give this, that, or the other because I want people to see me in a certain way. I want people to see me in a certain light. You have your reward. But that's not an excellent. That's not a spirit of excellence. Whatever you do, Paul says to the Colossians, do it heartily. Do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. That's Colossians chapter 3. Verse 23. So what is the spirit of excellence? I just don't see excellence in the church. I believe if you're a musician, you should strive to be an excellent musician. If you're an usher or a hostess, strive to be an excellent usher, an excellent hostess. If you're in the dance ministry, strive to be the best worship dancer you can be. Whatever you do, you want a spirit of excellence. Because we're doing everything to the glory of God. We're doing everything as unto the Lord, not unto men. You see, man has no reward to give you. You're on the path of perfection. And what man can do, if they're going to do anything, is get on the path with you. Go in the same direction with you. Glory to God. But what is a spirit of excellence? Spirit of excellence is living in a state of excellence. That's right. A spirit of excellence is living in a state of ex excellence and valuable quality. What am I saying? When you have a spirit of excellence, you live that spirit out. In other words, you want your thoughts to be excellent. You want your deeds to be excellent. You want your service to be excellent. And you want to bring valuable quality to whatever you do or say. You bring valuable quality to whatever you do because you want to be excellent for yourself, but you also want to be excellent for others. You want to bring value to yourself. You want to bring value to others. So what's the point? A volunteer at the church to help out a work project but you're not going to take extraordinary care in how you do the work. You're just going to be slipshod, just throw some things together. I even had a situation where people had no excellence in the church. They didn't care. They want to stand around talking fellowship. We're trying to build a church. We're trying to remodel a 14,000 square foot edifice to be a church unto the glory of God. Yet the brothers want to just stand around and fellowship. Then there's some that come They'll help out and they'll walk off from the church with the church purchase tools. The same tools you're going to need when they don't show up. How many hear what I'm saying? Some of them only show up sometime, but very few. And thank God I had a few like that. They would show up every time. They would work an eight-hour shift on a job. And then they would come work 
four, five hours for the church after they get off of work. And we got that thing done, beloved. Not because of the spirit of excellence of the many, but because of a spirit of excellence of the few. And when you walked into that church, oh God, you would never believe that it was all done with volunteer help. You would never believe. Glory to God. And I'll never forget when we did sell the Sapphire Center, including the church. We sold it to a very popular grocery store chain, Aldi. Yeah, Aldi bought our property. And they gave us a good price for it because they saw what we had done to the glory of God. They saw the excellence. And we were rewarded accordingly for it. But what is excellence? Again, it's living in a state of excellence and valuable quality. When I stand before you today, my fear is that I would fail God and not bring the value that the Holy Spirit has given me to bring you. When I stand before you, I'm harder on myself than anybody ever could be. And sometimes after I take my seat, I beat myself up that I should have brought out this, I should have brought out that, I should have said the other. But it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit, and we must be led by the spirit. That is the highest level of excellence when you're being obedient to the spirit of God. But what is excellence? It's living in that state of excellence. It's how you live day in and day out. And when you live with excellence day out, you're going to bring valuable quality to the decisions you make, to the things you do. You're going to bring valuable quality to yourself and to others. Don't just be doing something to be doing something. Make sure that thing you're doing brings value to you and it's going to be value and a blessing to somebody else. Can you say amen? You see, Colossians clearly tells us it clearly tells us that excellence is measured by the heart. Stay with me now, because some folk, when you start talking about excellence, they immediately count themselves out. Because they say, well, I, I just don't have the experience. I, I, I just don't know as much as you. I, I haven't gone to school like you or whatever. People count themselves out when you start talking about excellence. But according to Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, Paul says, whatever you do, do it heartily. Excellence is measured by the heart. It's measured by one's heart and not by the abundance of your skill level. Let me say it again. You may be better at doing something than me, but I'm not going to let you be more excellent at doing whatever you do because I'm going to do it from the heart. We measure excellence from the heart. So even if you can't do as much as somebody else, you don't know as much as somebody else, then do what you can do, but do it with all your heart. Give what you know, but give it with all your heart, and that makes it excellent. That sets you on the path, and it keeps you on the path of perfection. Glory. So a spirit of excellence is always about doing. You can't have a spirit of excellence and not do anything. If you're one of those believers, all you do is sit in the pew or you sit in the seats at the, at the church. You just come and go, but you don't really get involved. You don't really participate. How can you have a spirit of excellence? Because the spirit of excellence is always about man's doing. That's what it's always about. It's about what you do. 
Daniel had a spirit of excellence because of what he done. It was found in him an excellent spirit because of how he served. So how can you have a spirit of excellence if you're not doing the right thing? Not doing the right thing with your life. Not doing the right thing when you face your tests and trials. Not doing the right thing in the service of God and his church. How could you have a spirit of excellence? Because the spirit of excellence is always about man's doing. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26 says, The righteous are more excellent than their neighbor. Did you hear that, beloved? The righteous are more excellent than their neighbor. Are you more excellent than your neighbor, beloved? Are you more excellent than your neighbor? Are you on the path of perfection? The Bible clearly says that if we are righteous, we ought to be more excellent than those who are unrighteous. Hello, somebody. There are some people that are more excellent at doing some of the same thing some of the believers do, and that ought not to be so. We ought to be the best at what we do, and we ought to do it the best we can do it because the righteous are more excellent than the neighbor. I'll never forget when I was a, a young deacon in the church in Minneapolis. My pastor came to me one day and he pointed out the treasure of the church. He said, you see that man there? Said, yes, sir. That man is a high-level corporate executive and I believe it was at General Mills Corporation there in Minneapolis. My pastor said, but that man takes more pride in his volunteer job as a treasurer of this church than he does at General Mills, for, whom, for which he get paid. Where is that kind of excellence? You know, attitude is, well, I'm not getting paid. Yeah, you are getting paid. See, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God, the gift of God, the reward of God is eternal life. You are getting paid. You're getting paid by the Lord. But the righteous is more excellent than their neighbor. Now, a spirit of excellence is always about man's doing. But on the other hand, an excellent spirit, if you will, is about the Lord and his doing. Give you an example of that. Psalms 8, verse 1. Where the psalmist said, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. David was talking about what God does and how he, 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 do it, how he does it in the earth. He was talking about what God does and how he does it in the earth. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. So man's spirit of excellence is about what you do. God's spirit of excellence is about what he does. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, another thing about man's spirit of excellence in closing, it's excellence that keeps us on the path of perfection. We get there somehow, some way. We get there by faith because we live in an excellent life where we're on the path making excellent decisions, making excellent commitments, serving the Lord heartily, not unto man, but unto God. 
See, man, the spirit, when he really has a spirit of excellence, we get mad with folk when we accuse them of having excellence. We say, well, they, they're so demanding. No, 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 no. That's what you do when you have an excellent spirit. You command and you demand. You demand and you command. Just like in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 5. Isaiah, he commanded. He said, sing unto the Lord. For he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth, he said. Sing, he gave the command. Sing, sing. Why could he give the command? Because of an excellent spirit. Sing, sing unto the Lord. For he has done excellent things. And this is known, he said, in all the earth. So don't think a person with an excellent spirit is being too demanding, too commanding. That's what excellent does. It commands the very best unto the Lord. Some folks say, well, I, I, I can't sing. Some, yeah, that's true, some folks can't, can't sing. Some people can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what you can do with a spirit of excellence, you take what you got and you put it in that bucket and you stay on the path of Hello, you stay on the path of perfection. Glory to God. You can't sing, carry a tune in a bucket, then just put what you got in the bucket and keep going. Hello, somebody. Huh? Huh? Now, God's excellent spirit releases the word. That's what God does. His excellent spirit releases the word to us and the works of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 22, the, the 20th verse. God says, have I not written to you excellent things? Excellent things. Everything from Genesis to Revelation is excellent. God didn't give us a half-baked word. This is not a shoddy word or just, a, you know, a word that thrown together from scratch. He says, have I not, have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer the words of truth to those who send to you. We ought to have an excellent word, an excellent testimony, because that's what God has given us. The word is excellent. And we give the word to those who send to us. In other words, those that come to us for a word, that word ought to be excellent. And the word is excellent because it's God's word and not your word. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. So it's, the, it's a spirit of excellence that keeps us on the path of perfection. So a believer, beloved, with a spirit of excellence will imitate God's excellence. That's what it's all about. I'm just trying to be like my father. I hope you're trying to be like your father. And that's when you have a spirit of excellence. When you have a spirit of excellence, you're only trying to imitate God's excellence. And you're doing that for one reason and one reason only, because you want to stay on the path. You want to stay on the path of perfection. So excellence is not perfection. But excellent helps us stay on the path of perfection. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your excellent name in all the earth. Thank you for being an excellent God. 
Thank you for giving those who desire excellent spirit. Let an excellent spirit be found in us that we might be preferred above our neighbor, above others. As it was said about Daniel, let us have an excellent spirit so that you may think, even as the king thought about Daniel, to raise us up, to promote us, and place us over the ram, a greater ram, a greater work. And Father, even though we haven't reached perfection, oh no, but we want to stay on the path of perfection. And we want to stay on the path of perfection with excellence. Excellence. Let us be more excellent than our neighbor. Let us be more excellent when it comes to the things of God. Let us be excellent in our living. Excellent in our giving. Excellence in our service. Excellence day in and day out. Let us be excellent. Excellent. Oh God, thank you that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. But Lord, that's not enough. We want to be more like you. We want to imitate your excellence. Lord, give your people excellent spirit. An excellent spirit to live out their righteousness and true holiness. An excellent spirit in their roles and responsibilities in life. An excellent spirit when they're standing on the word of God. Believe in the promise of God. Waiting for the manifestation of God. Let us wait in excellence. Give us an excellent spirit. And we thank you through that excellence. We have power over the devil. We have a power over sickness and disease. Power over every fold that will come against us. We will stand against the forces of darkness in excellence. And we will stay on the path of perfection. In Jesus' name. Beloved, if you haven't made your peace with God, it's never too late. That's right. It's never too late for you to become the righteousness of God and for you to ask God to give you a spirit of excellence, to place you on the path of perfection. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he promised he'll save you. And with your heart, you believe unto righteousness. And with your mouth, confession is made unto your salvation. You confess your salvation. You confess the promise that God said, for whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe God for your salvation. Believe God for your healing. Believe God for your healing. For by his stripes you were healed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Believe God for your freedom. You're bound and oppressed. Believe God that you've been set free. For whom the Son makes free is free indeed. Glory to God. With the spirit of excellence, we walk in faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, with the spirit of excellence, we walk in love towards one another. And whatever you do, beloved, walk in love. Walk in love and have faith in God.
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.